You're listening to a Healthy Insider Podcast. With Sandy Almendares, Director of Content. Hi, and welcome to a Healthy Insider Podcast. I am Sandy, and I am happy to be sitting with Ellen Shutt, who is the Executive Director of GoEd, which is the Global Organization for EPA and DHA Omega-3s. Hi, Ellen. Hi, Sandy. Nice Thank to you. be here. Thank you so much for joining me today. So, Ellen and I are sitting on a patio outside in Carlsbad, California, um, so you might hear some birds or some background noise. Um, but it's lovely, and we just could not take up the, I mean, we could not miss the chance to sit outside on this lovely day. Um, we are here to talk about the Omega-3 Clinical Study Database. Um, this idea will be explored further at the GoEd Exchange, which is February 4th to 6th in Barcelona. Dr. Aldo Bernasconi, the Vice President of Data Science at GoEd, will be talking more about this at the GoEd Exchange. Um, so Ellen, first question is, what is the Omega-3 Clinical Study Database and who's going to use it? So the database is a brainchild that has been within GoEd for many years. And the rationale is there are 4,000 human studies on EPA and DHA omega-3s. And the challenge is really being able to understand all of them. We know that there's a very large body of science, but this database will really help us be able to talk more about the nuances of the science. And in terms of who will use it, we have members, of course, that are interested in using it for claims substantiation or for product research. If they're trying to figure out a new product development goal, this will help them understand where the gaps are in the research. And then we have research organizations outside of our membership, and we're assuming that, that different um, contract research organizations and academia are also going to be interested. So what was behind the creation? I mean, I know the idea, but how long has this been in process, and what, what's the process of, of actually doing this database? It sounds like it would be a lot of work. It has been a lot of work, and we are still far from the end. <laughs> so it, we, we started it more than two years ago working with a third-party software developer to kind of put together the infrastructure for the database. And then the first part was doing data entry for these 4,000 studies. And what we had to do was go through the entire body of evidence for EPA and DHA, which is not just human interventional trials. So we looked at 35,000 studies and determined what was a human trial. We determined that it was definitely on EPA and or DHA. Mm -hmm. And we determined whether it was positive, negative, or neutral. And to do that, we had to hire third-party data entry people because if GoEd was doing this, it wouldn't be an independent database. So we mm -hmm. had to work with out, we had to find data entry people. We're using PhD students or dietitians, you know, someone who has enough of a, a science background to be able to interpret the research and put together this information. Are there other databases that you know about that are similar to this? Not really. We, we, we have people asking us why is our database different than PubMed? Because that's really where yeah, everybody goes when they're looking for, for data. And according to Dr. Bernasconi, about 20% of the, the papers in PubMed that say they're about EPA and DHA really are not. Mm -hmm. And the, the challenge is 
the robots that, that look at PubMed will just look at the abstract, for example. And so the example I like to use is, is last year there was a big study published called Vital, which was on vitamin D and omega-3s. So if a resulting paper was written on vitamin D, the abstract will still say Vital was on omega-3s and vitamin D, so PubMed thinks it's a paper on omega-3s even though it's really not. Right. Okay, that makes sense. So what studies are included in this database? You touched on that briefly, but is it every single human study? And then what, how much of the study is included? You just mentioned the abstract that we can get on PubMed, but are the full studies included? Where we are now at the end of the first phase is that whole data entry phase that I just talked about. Okay. Um, so the second phase is actually extracting all of the data. So now that we have these 4,000 studies and we know that they're human, EPA, DHA, and whether they're positive, negative, or neutral, now we have to go in and start extracting the data to be able to say, in postmenopausal women who took this dosage, this was the outcome, or what is the science behind omega-3s and dry eye syndrome in this population mm -hmm. or that population? So, so now we're starting to do the extracting of all of that data. Okay. All right. Um, so once it's finished, what is the goal? Will what will be included in, in the in the finished you know search result? Uh, everything, okay. <laughs> theoretically. I just was reviewing a list of outcomes that Dr. Bernasconi put together, and we have more than 300 that we want to look at. Some of them only have five studies or 10 studies. Some of them have 70 studies or a lot of the cardiovascular outcomes have more than 100 studies. So you will be able to search for blood pressure versus reduction of risk of coronary heart disease versus heart attack versus stroke versus cholesterol. So, so all of these different outcomes are going to be searchable results. And from there, you'll be able to filter further according to population, according to what was the dosage, according to the length of the study, according to the uh, population. You know, was it, was it a study on Asians versus Caucasians? Mm -hmm. uh, we get asked from our members, will you be able to look at DHA-rich formulas versus EPA-rich formulas? Or will you look at product forms like triglyceride form versus phospholipids? So, so we have still a lot of work to be done to get to that level, but that is the goal, is to really have that depth and breadth of information available when it's finished. Okay, great. So all of this sounds like it could cost a lot of money for people to access. Is there a charge for people to, to get this information out of the database? I think that's something that we are still figuring out. The answer is yes and no. Mm -hmm. Some of our members will have access for free. They will have, a, a, our leadership level members will have a, a full license to the database. Mm -hmm. The lower level members will have a certain number of queries per year. And that's the part we're still figuring out. And then outside of our membership, there will have to be a cost because you're right, this was a pretty expensive undertaking and we need to continue to, to work on it forever. There's, there's mm -hmm. new studies coming out every day, so it's never going to be finished. There's always going to be more and more to be added and we have to pay to maintain the infrastructure. So, so there definitely will be a cost. I think we're still trying to figure out the details of that. Okay. So what exactly is being debuted at the GoEd Exchange in relation to this and then what's the next step? So at the GoEd Exchange, the goal is to have some preliminary user interface for, for the audience to see. Right now, we have we, what we call a very clunky model of phase one. That's just, you can, you can get a sense of what the potential is. And we've shown that to scientists and some of our members, and they're very excited. But we need to get to that next level of really being able to see 
what the database is going to look like and what the information is that you're going to be able to get as a member or as a research organization or as a, a third-party entity. So, so it won't be done at the GoEd Exchange, but it will be further along that people will be able to understand the magnitude of what we're doing. That is awesome. Well, I applaud this endeavor. It's, it seems huge, but I definitely see the market need, and I mean, I would love for other ingredients to follow this, uh, this uh, model. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing in this. Great. You're welcome. Yeah, we're very excited. And thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. And for those who want to learn more, uh, catch Dr. Bernasconi's presentation at the GoEd Exchange. Again, that's February 4th through 6th in Barcelona. Thank you. For more award-winning podcasts from industry experts, go to insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. This edition of the Healthy Insider Podcast is brought to you by Supply Side West, 